I always read books twice. The first time you appreciate the story. The second time you appreciate the writing. Anonymous. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee S's. Today we're going to talk about how to build the habit of analyzing your reading. Basically, everything we're talking about today applies to almost any type of entertainment you consume. TV shows, going to the movie theaters, any books that you read, comic books, your own book. But it's all to help you progress. When you figure out what's good about the stories that you consume, you can start including that in your own writing. And a lot of this ties back to our very first episode this month, which was self-discovery. Discover what you like about this and that. And then by defining it, you can then include it in your story and make it that much more selfish in your writing. We've talked about Pixar's storytelling rules before. If you're looking for a place to start, this is a really good place. Study those rules and then find them in stories. Does your story fulfill the 22 rules of storytelling? We've picked out a couple that can especially apply to any stories that you are analyzing, one of which is rule number 10, and the rule is to pull apart the stories that you like. What you like in them is a part of you. You've got to recognize that before you can use it. I like to go back to the advice that Brandon Sanderson gave here of stripping down a story frame that you like and using it in your story. So you really like this particular heist movie, strip it all the way down to the basics and use it. Figure out what about it you like. The next rule that we're going to talk about is rule 15. If you were your character in this situation, how would you feel? Honesty lends credibility to unbelievable situations. This is one of those great ways that you can build a habit of analyzing the story as you're consuming it. How would you feel in the same scenario? Would you feel similar to this character if you had had their experiences? Because that honesty is what's important in understanding not only the character, but the story as a whole. And when you apply it to your writing, it means that your characters have honest reactions to their situations. You're not driving them because you need this particular reaction for this particular plot point. And this next rule that we're going to talk about is the main reason how I ended up putting the 22 rules of storytelling in the notes for this episode. Rule 20 is to do this exercise. Take apart the building blocks of a movie you dislike. How do you rearrange them into something that you do like? So in the last couple of months, I have taken part in a book club And I've really tried to expand my reading to read a lot more independent books. And it's led me to reading some pretty awful stories. But I kept going because I knew I could learn from it. I did this exercise of, okay, there are pieces in here I like, but how would I change it? How would I reinvent this story so that it's something I would like? And it has great potential. If a few key things were changed along the way. And while it's not entirely what got me writing my story, I did use some of those elements that I learned of this is how I would have fixed this 
to influence my current work in progress. And for me, I feel like the word in this rule, rearrange, is key. A lot of bad storytelling isn't that the concept is bad. Sometimes it is. But more often than not, your story is starting in the wrong place. You're introducing bits of information too early or too late. Your story is confusing because it's arranged strangely. And if your story is confusing, that's a surefire way to lose your audience. And once you learn to recognize how things and when things are out of place in other books, it becomes easier to recognize it in your own. And that leads us to our next big point, is to analyze anything and everything you consume. It doesn't have to directly relate to what you're writing or what you're working on. I was watching Downton Abbey. I didn't watch it when it was big, so it's just a recent kind of thing for me getting into it. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was the writing and how they would have scenes where it would be so easy to repeat information that had already been told to the audience. And they never did. They would start and then they would cut away to a different scene and then we would see the aftermath of the reveal. I'm like, this, this is what authors need to apply to their stories because we don't need the repeat information. We saw it happen. We don't need the explanation of it. It was one of those things that really hit me because it was really apparent in Downton Abbey and how they told the story. But Downton Abbey has zero relevance to the stories I tell. I'm never going to write a 1920s upper class English fiction ever. But you can still learn from it by consuming it and then analyzing it afterward. You learn from it. And I do want to emphasize that analyzing it comes after. Just like our opener said, the first time through, let yourself be an audience member. Let yourself enjoy it. If it's something absolutely terrible and you have to like work your way through it, if you're going through school and you really hate Grapes of Wrath, then you can sort of skip to the second step. But try to give yourself as much opportunity to just enjoy it the first time around. We have a checklist that can help you analyze the stories that you consume. First step is to find something good. Even if you absolutely hated it, find something good about it. Why did you like that thing? And how was it set up that it made it work? And on the other side of that coin, even if you absolutely loved it, find something you didn't like about the thing. What would you do differently? Why didn't you like it at all? I just recently finished working my way through the second season of The Witcher, and there were some great moments in there that I really enjoyed, and some moments where I decided this was a good opportunity to get up and refill my drink. They seriously needed to lengthen out those fight scenes. I missed the fights. And lengthen out Jaskier's hair, just saying. Oh no, Jaskier's hair. <laughs> So not only finding something you dislike, but understanding what made it so you disliked it and how would you do it differently? I would make Jaskier's jacket less shiny if I were in charge of his costume. The next step is to look at what confused you. Was there something that didn't click? 
Did you ever feel like you were missing information? What did you want to know more about? Those kinds of things, if you're looking for that, likely your readers will be looking for that too. And as you're reading through it the second time around, what do you skim? What bores you? What should be cut down or cut out? Because oftentimes it's that superfluous exposition. Those paragraphs of, oh yeah, I already know this information so I, as the author, can skim this. Your readers don't get to do that. So don't create shortcuts for yourself where they don't get any. And then repeat all of these steps as necessary as you consume different kinds of media, as you consume the same kind of media more than once. However you do it, keep analyzing whatever stories you consume. And a lot of these questions that we've mentioned for this checklist of analyzing a story also apply to your writing club. Anytime that you are giving feedback or asked to read something, mention what you like or what you don't like and what you would change and what you were confused by. All of these things are good things for you to contribute to the writing community as well as analyzing for yourself. I know we've talked about it before, but I want to say it again. If you are in a writing group, if you're in a writing community and giving feedback, don't forget to say what worked. Don't forget to give praise because we all have fragile little egos. All of the things that we've talked about today of how to analyze entertainment as you consume can also apply to what you have written and are writing, depending on if you're in the first draft or the editing phase of your novel. The main thing I would encourage you to do is to take chances because afterward, when you're looking back on it and you're analyzing it, you can decide if that chance paid off or not. In my current work in progress, I've decided that a chance I took in this particular story did not pay off, but another chance I took did. So I know in the next novel I write after this, do this, not that because I'm able to analyze it. Taking chances gives you the opportunity to analyze more effectively. The biggest step, the biggest help in improving your writing is taking a step back when you're done and looking at what you enjoyed most about writing the book. What process did you like? Did you like creating a magic system, or did you really like diving into the character stories? Whatever that is, keep doing that because that will help you keep your passion for writing alive. So for the next 21 days, I want you to think about every bit of entertainment that you consume. That's not just movies or TV shows or books, but when you're listening to music while you're shopping at Target. Any type of entertainment that you consume, ask yourself, what do I like? What do I dislike? What would I change? How would something be better? And then take that, use those principles in your writing, and of course, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 